Blog Talk Radio. On Tuesday nights, all we do is Sports Talk Atlanta. Tune in at 8 p.m. Eastern Time with host Travis McGee and Jamel Johnson. And, by the way, we talk HBCU first. Then, we get you ready for all the sports news of the week around the world. We can't wait for you to stop by Never Had It So Good Sports Radio for the best sports show in America on Tuesday night. Let's go! Atlanta on the Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network and Radio. I am your host, Travis McGee, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jamel Johnson. Jamel, how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good, Travis. How are you tonight? Hey, man, I'm doing outstanding, Jamel. You know, anytime it's Tuesday night, man, I'm always excited, always. Yeah, I'm fired up, too. we got the NBA playoffs on right now, a bunch of good games, a really, really good First round so far, I know a lot of people didn't expect the first round to be this good. Uh, then we got baseball, obviously. We got some the draft coming up next week for NFL. Um, obviously, we got some really, really good HBCU news, some baseball news. So, you know, I'm really fired up tonight. There you go. Hey, Jamel, after all you just said, man, is that exciting sports or what? It really, it really, really is. If you're not like into sports right now, you really need to be uh, because you're missing a lot of good stuff. You're missing so much good stuff, and it's it's just really packed right now with intensity. A lot of stuff is just coming coming to a head and coming to a close. Um, and we you know we really want to see a bunch of these um, these games playing out. Who's gonna win? And then you know these division races and all that. So you know I'm really excited. Hey man. You couldn't have said it any better, man. Let's start off with sports news and updates in HBCU. Look at this. It might not be sports news, but I'm, it's worth mentioning. Oprah Winfrey, a billionaire, Oprah Winfrey, an HBCU alum, is going to be the commencement speaker at her alma mater, which is Tennessee State University. That is worth mentioning. I wanted to let everybody know that – Oprah Winfrey, somebody that you thought might not, you know, be too big time for this, that, and the other. Hey, man, she's going back home. She's going back home and tell all the kids, you know, some good stuff on their way out the door, and I love every minute of it. (laughs) Excuse me. I hope um, Miss Winfrey can give them some words of wisdom, and um, hopefully they'll take it, um, you know, on from that day forth, Jamel. Yeah, I mean, Oprah Winfrey, she has been definitely one to, obviously, she has had a bunch of fame and fortune over the course of her career, uh, talk show her host, media personality, all types of things. Um, and like she, like you said, millionaire, billionaire, has a bunch of money, the CEO, uh, Oprah Winfrey Network. Uh, but it's good to see her go back home and do stuff for the community, talking to kids and just telling those kids about, like, how – you know, her career and how she got to be where she is today. And what that does is those kids who not only see a black, another black successful person coming to them and talking to them, but that person actually went to their school. She is an alumni of Tennessee State University, and she's coming back to talk to the people now, talk to the students now, talk to those who are about to graduate, talk to those who might just be entering their freshman year, uh, talk to those who've been there a couple of years trying to figure out what they're going to do after school, uh, and, and it's just good for anybody who at any stage in their college career um, needs some type of guidance, needs some type of um, just support uh, from from somebody, and it's, it's really no better person than somebody like Oprah Winfrey. Like I said, she went there, and obviously – she is an example of good things come out of HBCUs all the time. Uh, we have the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, right now went to Howard University. Um, so, you know, like I said, it, good things come out of HBCUs, HBCUs all the time. And, and you know, with something like this, her coming back to uh, her alma mater to speak, it's really, really a testament to just, like I said, stuff comes out of HBCUs all the time. All the time, man. Um you know, you couldn't have said it any better. And and also, 
worth mentioning is the state of Tennessee, man. And, you know, I'm not going to harp on it. I'm not going to be the dead horse. That's what it is. Uh, you had two young men that went in the state assembly. You know, they were trying to cha- uh, change gun laws in the state of Miss- in the state of Tennessee and in America. Um, the thing that happened, shooting that happened in Nashville about two weeks ago at an elementary school, and you know, uh, the two young men were from HBCU. <laughs> you know, they were making it, trying to make their voices heard. They got suspended. Uh, I don't know why, but you know, it is what it is. At the same time. My favorite one, as we all know, is the state of Tennessee has been caught up keeping money from HBCUs within the state to promote the PWIs with the money that came from the federal government over the last, I'm going to say, umpteen years because it came to a total of $540 million that's owed to Tennessee State, Tennessee State university but yet the money was going to the university of tennessee university of tennessee at chattanooga university of tennessee at martin university of tennessee uh i mean all of the all of the pwis except hbcu so they got caught so for oprah winfrey to come back home to give a commencement big time that is huge and then you have the the the, the two uh young men uh senators i guess for the state of tennessee trying to do their best to make their voices heard over gun laws in the state of Tennessee. And then you still have this big cloud over Tennessee when it comes to sports. And I'm just going to say it. They were stealing money from HBCUs to promote the HB, to, to promote the PWIs. So Tennessee's got a lot going on, a lot yeah. going on, a, a lot going on, man. And, you know, you, Tennessee's not really a glamour state. It can be with Nashville and, you know, country music and things of that nature. It can be a glamour state. But at the same time, you know, it's not like Florida, California, Texas, New York, you know, um, parts of Georgia, uh, things of that nature. So I just want to bring that out uh, about uh, Miss Winfrey. That's that's big news, man, real big news. Um, We also said that last week, that this week we're going to talk about next week. This week we're going to say we're going to talk, a, well, not next week, but the next week. We're going to talk a lot about HBCU ba- baseball. Baseball is where it's at right now. Um, uh, it, it's going on. It's hot in all levels, at all levels, all conferences, all across America, PWI conferences, our Power Five and our HBCU conferences. Everybody's in conference play, and, we get, and we're beginning to wrap up conference play and get ready to go into the uh, conference playoffs. Uh, the only HBCUs in the city of Atlanta here at Sports Talk Atlanta is Morehouse College and um, Clark Atlanta University. Both baseball teams are doing mediocre. They could be better, but that, uh, they still have good coaching. So we're not going to too much worry about them. But at the same time, uh, they got some very good athletes at these uh, two uh, very historic uh, institutions. And that is baseball. Uh, tennis is also going on right now. Track is going on right now. So I know that when we report again, we will be bringing up some finals. Um, or quarterfinals, maybe some semifinals, but it'll be getting down to the nitty-gritty, and that's when the fun really begins, Jamel, to see who wants to take home that championship trophy. And we all love championship trophies, man. And there's nothing like uh, a champion. Let's put it like that. Nothing like it. Uh, Jamel, go ahead. Yeah, I have the – yeah, sorry, I put up the – Black College uh, baseball rankings right now. So number one, we have Jackson State University. They rank number one. They are eleven and two. Bethune Cookman. They are eleven or they are eight and four. They are number two. Alabama State six and seven. Number three, Alabama A and M seven and four. Texas Southern uh, seven and six. Florida A and M University five and eight. Southern University four and seven. North Carolina A and T University five and six. And then Mississippi Valley State. Uh, they are five and six, and then Prairie View is two and ten, and they are at number ten. Uh, so those are the top ten rankings for D one, and then moving into D two, we have Albany State ten and two, Savannah State eight and three, Stillman College eight and four, Talladega College nine and eight, Edward Waters nine and eight, Payne College seven and four, Virginia State seven and six, Miles College eight and eight, 
Benedict six and five, and then Bluefield State College is eight and nine. So those are the rankings for D one professional or has to be professional D one college um, black college baseball and D two black college baseball. So those are kind of what we're looking like. And then we have a couple weeks coming up. So we got um, April twenty fifth. Uh, this weekend, and then May May 2nd, May 15th, 20th, May 23rd, and May 30th, and then it wraps up after that, and then we should be going into the playoffs. So that's kind of uh, the the outlook right now for baseball. Some of these division races are shaping up. Uh, Jackson State's pretty firmly kind of in the lead right now in D1. They're three games ahead of Bethune-Cookman, um, and then in D2, obviously, you have Alvin State, who's two games ahead right now, Savannah State. Amen. We do appreciate that. That was very good uh, stats that you read there for HBCU D1, HBCU D2. Albany State's number one in D2, which is a SIAC school. So I want to give a shout-out to the Albany State Rams for doing a good job. Now, uh, I don't want to zero in on this, but I, it, it caught my attention. Can you go back over real quick the D1 uh, schools from 1 to 10 and give me their records again because <laughs> – <laughs> this is not good, man, but, but we're going to go for it. Go for it once again, please. D1 HBCU uh, baseball <laughs> national rankings. This is not, so this doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, what, yeah. It doesn't matter the conference that they're in, but this is their D1 HBCU national rankings. Once again, please, uh, Jamel. Okay, these, these are the national rankings. So we have Jackson State University 11-2, and Bethune-Cookman 8-4, and Alabama State six and seven, Alabama A and M seven and four, Texas Southern seven and six, Florida A and M five and eight, Southern University four and seven, North Carolina A and T five and six, Mississippi Valley State five and six, and then Prairie View sits at a bottom or sits at the number ten spot at two and ten. Two and ten, and you're ranked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten, and you're ranked. That is un. Believable, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. They only won two games in their rank. They lost ten. Yeah, they lost ten, man. That's that's crazy. I mean, that I think that just goes to show what the other schools are are doing. If if uh, Prairie View is ranked at two and ten, uh, they got to be around the same, or probably haven't won any games uh, at that yeah. at that uh, state. So. Well, it, it, it can also mean, you know, they probably got a lot of people hurt. They probably were predicted to be at the top, but at the same time, they're trying to get through the year. But, you know, it still shows that, you know, baseball is still around HBCU, which we do love. And I like that Jackson State uh, uh, um, uh, stats. You know, did you say 11 and 2? They are 11 and 2. They're three games ahead of the number two right now, which is, I believe, uh, it is Alabama State. So Alabama State's A and 4. Obviously, they're both um, in the SWAC. So Jackson State's 8 or Jackson State 11 and 2, and Alabama State 8 and 4. Wow. Good stuff, man. Um, well, I yeah, say, man, Jackson State trying to do a lot. Go ahead, I'm I just said swag swag seems to be killing it right now in baseball. They are in the they have the top five spot, Bethune Cookman, Alabama State, Alabama A and M and Texas Southern make up that uh two through fifth spot. Uh so the swag really is killing it right now in baseball. That's good stuff because Hey man, the swag is just strong. I mean, you know, in any sport. I know the BX don't beg the different, I get that way.
um, in uh, track right now. Uh, they say congrats to SMU sprinter Saminu Abdul-Rashid for earning this week's Sun Conference Men's Traffic Athlete of the Week, and he currently holds the fastest time in all of collegiate athletics and men's 100-meter dash, posting a time of 10.04 seconds. So congratulations to Abdul-Rashid. Uh, he's uh, that's really really fast. I know I've ran the hundred before, and I haven't hit nowhere near ten <laughs> seconds, not even eleven seconds. Um, it, it's very very hard to run the hundred. Um, and I mean, with with the hundred, it's all speed. It's not two hundred and four hundred. You're kind of coasting a little bit at some point, and in that last burst, that last hundred. 50 to 100 meters, you're kind of going and trying to get that, uh, cover as much ground as you can. But 100, wow. 100 meters, it's all about speed. It's all about being as fast as you can and getting out of the blocks as fast as you can. And it's all about form. And anybody who can run the 100 in under 11, 10 seconds, um, they, are, they are really fast. And you can tell that they really know how to run and their form is really, really good. Uh, so I applaud anybody who can, do, who can put those numbers up in the 100 meter because it is really, really hard. And I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from the 200 and 400. Those, obviously, they, those kind of have different skill sets and different uh, kind of mindsets to run those. But the 100 meter, all speed, um, yes, all speed. Amen. I'm just going to put it to you, street level. That's straight getting it. Yeah. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. And, you know, the human body is not built for bursts like that. You know, bursts, you know, where you run the 100 and you're running in and running in and running in and running in. You know, you, you, you even in track practice, you don't just run sprints. You run distance a little bit, and then you, you know, and then you, you come on your sprints. For him to run a, t- what is it, 10 zero four? Ten, 10 point, yeah, 10.04, yep. Amen. We're talking one day he might run a nine nine nine. Exactly. I mean that's right, right around yeah, that's right around the corner from being under ten. Mm-hmm. Five five oh. milliseconds away from being ten uh, from being wow. under ten. Well, for me that I don't know about for you, Jamel, but for me that would be I wouldn't be able to eat two biscuits that day. <laughs> Two biscuits away from <laughs> running it under ten, man. That would be so phenomenal. I hope he gets it, man. That would be so phenomenal. Just, just great stuff for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you for that, uh, that piece of information. That's good stuff, man. I love that. Uh, what we're gonna do right now? We're gonna take a break. There's a lot of sports going on, man. Um, uh, the, the NBA playoffs are going on right now. The Braves are still number one in the East right now. And, uh, uh, I mean, we just got a lot going on. The NFL is going crazy. The closer we get to the draft day, which is next week. I mean, this is going crazy. And Jamel and I love it. This is Sports Talk Atlanta on Never Had It So Good. Sports Media Network and Radio we will be right back. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. This is Sports Talk Atlanta on the Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network and Radio. I am your host, Travis McGee. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jamel Johnson. Jamel, if you don't mind, let all of our listeners know how they can continue to follow us. 
Yeah, so you guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Talk ATL1, Instagram Sports Talk Atlanta, and then on Facebook Sports Talk Atlanta. Once again, that is Twitter Sports Talk ATL1, Instagram Sports Talk Atlanta, and then Facebook Sports Talk Atlanta. Also, just want to give a shout out to our uh, social media interns, Sierra and Kevin. Sierra actually was in a car accident. Uh, yesterday, so she hasn't been uh, with us right now and been involved in everything, but all of the hard work that she's done has got us to this point. Uh, she's been doing a really, really good job. I uh, just want to shout out her and send up send prayers out over the show right now um, and just ask our viewers to keep her in, in uh, your thoughts. Get well soon, Sierra. Get well soon. <laughs> Get well soon. Get well soon. We're praying for you. Uh, Jamel, we did. We called her uh, earlier to, uh, tonight for a production meeting, and she did not answer. So that lets us know she's resting, and we hope that she has a speedy recovery. Look at this, everybody. Right now during the NBA playoffs, Atlanta Hawks are playing right now. The Boston Celtics are right now as we speak. So, um, Atlanta lost the first game. I watched that game, the first game. It looked like it was going to be a blowout, but then Atlanta tried to make something of it at the end, uh, Jamel. Yeah, they did. And uh, I was, you know, I mean, they were literally about 32, I think, at one point. It was 44 to 70, 76, I think. Right, um, right. And then, and then that third and that third quarter, they had a really, really strong third quarter, but it was really the threes that killed them because the threes, I, I believe we were five. I think the commentators said we were five and 28 from threes. And when you're in a game, like when you're in the NBA now, you have got to be able to consistently shoot the three-point shot, whether that's shooting it 40%, 45%, 50%. You have to be shooting in that 40, in that 30 to 40 range. And sometimes if you get up to 45, 50, that's when you know you're probably going to win the game because you are shooting that, that uh, three-point shot really consistently because the three-point shot is one of the probably right now the go-to shot for a lot of teams. I mean, you see a lot of teams shooting three-point shots on fast breaks now um, in, in the NBA when a lot of the times before, you know, you would be going straight to the, to the paint trying to get a, a high-percentage look. And a lot of times that's high percentage looks now aren't the go-to shot. The three-point shot is the go-to shot. So that's really what hurt the Hawks in that last game. Obviously, the defense was a huge factor. We weren't really able to stop Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart had a really good game. Derek White had a really good game. Um, But the Hawks' big problem is getting down and then trying to rally back, figure out what to do, and then, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. A lot of times it doesn't work. Last game it didn't work now. Currently they're down 74 to 57, kind of happening again. They blew a lead early on. They were up by 10. And then the uh, the Celtics had a really strong second half, kind of kind of went the same way. So right now they're trying to claw their way back in it again. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to see what they can do. I've wanted them to at least get out of Boston with a split because going back to Atlanta and going going in the danger of going down 3-0 is really, really not good against the number two seed who could have been the number one seed during the season because they were going back and forth with Milwaukee uh, kind of during the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, this Boston Celtics team, especially with Milwaukee losing their first game, Boston is right now playing like that number one seed in the East even though they are number two. <laughs> hey, man, you said a mouthful again, Jamel, which is all true. I don't, you know, Atlanta, oh, my God. That, that's why the, the other coach, uh, I ain't gonna say, I, I'm not going to say he got, got fired. He, he just, uh, McMillan, he, you know, he took him to the playoffs, took him deep in the playoffs, took him to the conference finals, come back next year. Yeah. Even Charles Barkley said that year you need to take care of him. But he said, you know, the Atlanta won't be a factor anymore. They're just having a good year. That year they went to the finals. And he was saying that during that final run, which has come out to be true. My thing is, you know, for the last 20 years, they've always needed a consistent big man. And Al Horford is not a center. Well, they put him at center when he got out of college because I watched him all through when he was at the University of Florida. And they beat up his body so much in the paint that he had to take a year off. I mean, he was hurting. At the same time, yeah. you know, that, and that's what happens in the paint. Basketball is played on the block and in the paint. My thing is, you know, they keep going getting all these other players, and here we are, man, going to the playoffs, and you don't have a bona fide center. You know, you need a center. 
I'm used to Bill Lambeer, Dennis Rodman. He wasn't a center, but he, but and Moses Malone and all of the old guys. You know, I I, I love the new guys. Don't get me wrong. I like Anthony Davis and Giannis and and some of the others. You know, young guys that are coming up and some of the in the past ten years. Don't get me wrong. I like some of them, but you know, with that banging in there, man, you got the bang. Period, Javale. Bang, man. You got to bump bodies. You got to. You know, that's what it's all about. You got to get tough. That's what I used to love about Dennis Rotman, man. I mean, absolutely love it. He would bang in there, come out the next night with lime green hair. Yeah. Bang, get 25, he'd bang in there and get 25, 30 rebounds, come out there the next night with maroon hair. Bang in there the next night, coming out of there with white hair. I mean, that's crazy. That's how you got to be in the paint. And, and all these yeah. shooting threes, man, I mean, where did that come from? Hey, man, like you said, if you're not shooting that stuff consistently, you are going to lose. Yeah. You are going to lose. Um, I think Golden State found that out. First game. Exactly. I was not expecting Sacramento to win that. Were you? I actually – well, okay, so the thing was, me personally, I, I, you know, I knew there was buzz around Sacramento. I haven't really watched a bunch of their games, but obviously this is the first time that they've been to the playoffs in 17 years. Uh, so right. that, that's really, that's really, really big. Uh, going to the playoffs right. for the first time in 17 years, I couldn't imagine, you know, being being a fan of a team that long and not going to the playoffs. That is the when I watched that game versus the Golden State Warriors. That is the first time I've ever seen the Sacramento Kings arena on TV that packed and that loud. They were really, really there, and I think that's that's probably what carried a lot of that momentum because it was a really, really good game that first game and that second second game was really, really good. Uh, but it was I think a lot of it was the crowd and how active that crowd was and Golden State coming in I mean they're probably okay these guys 17 years they haven't been to the playoffs a lot of these players have not been in that position they have a couple of players newer players that have been in that position obviously Kevin Herter was with us um with the, with the Hawks and then we traded them but we've been to the playoffs with Kevin Herter Malik Monkey has been to the playoffs with the Lakers but a lot of those players on that team have not been to the playoffs before and playoff experience, obviously, with Stephen Curry, who has four championships, Clay Thompson, who has four championships, Draymond Green, who has four championships, that court, I mean, Jordan Poole now, who has a championship under his belt from last year, uh, that, that experience and that playoff experience and getting to the highest level and winning at the highest level uh, consistently, that plays a factor. And that's probably the most important factor when it comes to uh, the playoffs and being able to have an advantage and win on the road especially. But the Golden State Warriors were not prepared for coming into Sacramento these past two games. I don't think they were prepared for how young these guys are, how full of energy they are. And it just seems like, I mean, a lot of the players, De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, they do not get tired. They just keep keep going, keep going. That's one of the perks about being a young player and not, uh, and, and, I mean, obviously not having that much experience in the playoffs and being a young player, you could just go and go and go. Obviously, Stephen Curry, he never – hardly ever gets tired. If you're looking at uh, plays, Stephen Curry, he's obviously always running, always running. That's how he creates his own shot. He's always running, even if he doesn't have the ball in his hand, and it's very hard to guard him. But like I said, I just don't think they were prepared for the atmosphere and this the energy that the Sacramento Kings brung. And they put them in a hole – 2-0, and now they're going back to Golden State. And if Golden State doesn't bring in a game three, I think this series might be, you know, a little bit over. I mean, you, you got to think, these are the defending champions. Obviously, they were 60, didn't have the uh, the season they wanted. But still, defending champions, that's something that you got to think. Like, okay, these guys are about to beat the defending champions in you know, the first round of the series. Right, right, <laughs> right. And, you know, yeah. you, already, you already know what I love. I love to see odd teams come up. We're talking 17 yeah. years, man. Yeah. 17 years. And they're playing, man, really, really good against the against the NBA champions, showing them something. I've been a DeAndre Fox uh, fan since he was at Kentucky. I watched him since day one at Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, you know, come on. 
and now he's coming into fruition. He came in last year into fruition. Now it's showing, you know, how he came along. Uh, and I'm just using DeAndre, man, because I'm a very good fan of his uh, and his play, his work ethic, and the things that he's brought to the table for the Sacramento Kings. You know, and mm-hmm. here we are. I hope they. I, I really do truly hope they take that that series because, hey man, Golden State can take one off. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're no, no love lost, no respect lost, no respect lost. Um, they might be a little tired. You know, if you're tired, you're just tired. You know, uh, I, I think that uh, uh, Sacramento is doing a very good thing by by um, you know showing that hey man, they can run with these guys, they can play with these guys. They're not scared of these guys. And, again, I love to see odd teams come up, and that is exactly what they are doing. Good yeah. stuff, man. Great series. Uh, uh, and that doesn't mean that the rest of the series are all right. I think there's a lot of great series in this particular year playoffs. I like that Phoenix series uh, with, with them with them going. That's going to be a good one. Um, uh yeah, Miami couldn't beat Atlanta. So, yeah. you know, you never can say in professional sports, but Miami couldn't beat Atlanta, Jamal. What do you think about that series? Yeah, so, I mean, Miami couldn't beat Atlanta in the play-in, but now in with Milwaukee, they took that first game in Milwaukee. Obviously, Giannis can went out with an injury. Not sure the status update on his injury and if he's going to be able to right. play tonight. They do come in later tonight. Um, so that's going to be very interesting to see if he's able to play, um, if he if he is going to play. But because that that Giannis himself is a game changer, is a difference maker in in any series, in any game. Um, and if he's playing, the Milwaukee Bucks have the best chance at winning, and that's some that's something that they need to have on the court. With that game with uh, the Heat, they still played really, really good, and Chris Middleton had one of his best games of the season. Obviously, this this has been a down year in terms of production offensively for Chris Middleton, but he had one of his best games scoring 33 points on 12 for 20 uh, field goal percentage. Drew Holiday needs to shoot better. Um, he, he needs to, if, if Giannis is going to be out, he needs to have a bigger role offensively, and he needs to be more efficient because he shot 6 for 18, only had 16 right. points. But that those two, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, need to be on it from from this point out if Giannis is going to be out um, because they're going to need more offensive scoring and more offensive production. They have the defense, and their defense is pretty, pretty good, but the Miami Heat put up 130 points on them, and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler had a really, really good game too. Uh, so I think the key for them is to get Drew, Drew, uh, Holiday, uh, yeah, Drew Holiday going and – focus on stopping Jimmy Butler. Because I feel like, I mean, with us, when we play them in the play-in, we stopped Jimmy Butler. We focused on Jimmy Butler, made sure Jimmy Butler wasn't the one to beat us, and then we forced other people to try to beat us. And then they really couldn't beat us, and they couldn't get anybody else going. And then once once you kind of shut down their main the main person on the team and then other people can't go in, that's when you know you kind of got it. That's when you know you kind of ice the team and you're able to go and go and go, and next thing you know you're on a 15, 20-0 run, and then, you know, game's pretty much over from there. You can, you know, just make sure you don't allow any fluke things to happen, make sure you don't allow a comeback, and then everything should be good. The Heat have a really good chance going into this next game to go up 2-0, and it would be very, very hard, I, I feel like, personally, for Milwaukee to win that third game. Um, and obviously at that point it will be – you know, can can any team come back from three zero? I'm not sure if any team has, but you know that that would be the the uh, the idea there. So I think I think that's going to be a really really good series, though, especially if Milwaukee can tie it up uh, this next this next game. Okay, Jamel, let me get this straight. All my friends hate it when I say that, but let me get this straight. Okay, are you ready? Sacramento looks like they're going to take down the NBA champions. Let's just yeah. say they do. Well, let's just say they do. And then on the other hand, you got a Miami team that couldn't even beat the Atlanta Hawks in a play-in might have a very good chance of taking that series. Yeah. <laughs> are you 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the NBA playoffs right now. That is the NBA playoffs <laughs> in a nutshell. That's so. That's why we love it, man. That's why we love yeah. it. We love, we love it. We love it. I love that, man. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. man. I mean, when you think, I mean, I feel like a lot of times we forget every every team in the NBA has professional players on. These, these are the guys that are the best players in the world. The players right. in the NBA are the best players in the world, and they're going up against more best players in the world. So when we look at teams that obviously might be the eight seed going up against the one seed, be the seven seed against the two seed, six seed against the three seed, when you think about it, Yes, it's a mismatch on paper in terms of record and stats and everything, but at the same time, the mismatch is not its not really totally a mismatch because these guys are professional players. They know how to score. They know how to win games, and they know how to create open looks for their teammates, get their teammates going, get the crowd out of it if they're away, get the crowd into it if they're at home. They know these tactics to, to win games and to – Put their, you know, put their dominance over uh, over opponents and everything like that. So when you look at, okay, yeah, the AC going up against the one seed, they might not have that good of a chance to win. But then it's like, well, they might have because you can't underestimate these guys are professional players and they have they have good players on their team too. They have a best player on their team, just like uh, the other team has a best player on their team. Troy Young, we have Troy Young, uh, the Boston Celtics, they have Jason Tatum. Jimmy Butler, he's on the Heat. Giannis, he's on um, the, the the Bucks. When you, I mean, when you look at all of the teams, they have a best player. They have another best player. They have best players in the league, and all these players, all stars. You know, uh, first team, first team All Pros or uh, whatever like that. First team All Defense. Uh, so with these, all these accolades, they're they know, like I said, they know how to win and they know how to put pressure on opponents and get the crowd out of it. All that stuff like that. So going into these series, you can't underestimate anybody. You can't underestimate, underestimate anybody, especially right. when you think, okay, these the, the top seed, number one seed, they might they might just have a bad game. They might have another bad game. They might just not be on it. Like the uh, the Bucks, they were not on it. The Suns, they were not on it. That's how the Clippers were able to capitalize and win that game. Um, you right. know, so it's just like the Lakers. The Memphis Grizzlies were not on it. The Lakers are a pretty, pretty good team now, especially since the All-Star break, but the Memphis Grizzlies were not on it. That's probably going to be a really, really good team. <laughs> so, you know, yep. the, the the NBA playoffs is very is very intense and it's very intriguing when it gets to this point because it's really anybody's game and seeding matters, but it doesn't matter a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. Amen. And that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it want, make you want to look at it. That's what makes it – you know, you like, you know, I, I want to catch this game, and, and, and your favorite person or your favorite team, you just you just want to check it out, man. See what happens um, at the beginning of the year, at the middle of the year, uh, at the All Star break. You know, people were all over LeBron, man. They didn't see the Lakers making it. The Lakers are not going to do it. Uh, who? Uh, why are you even talking about the Lakers? The Lakers, 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 like in a negative way. Now, yeah. now, <laughs> things have turned around. You know, you might have two teams from Los Angeles that might get past the first round. There's a good. I'm, that's another one of those. Let me get this straight. <laughs> yeah. You know. So um, again, you know, uh, NBA playoffs is always exciting, man. And I'll continue to watch it, man. You know. When Giannis got hurt, man, I really felt sorry for the team because he's their hit maker. He's their, he is the guy. He's their big man. I mean, he does a lot for that team, and for him to go down. Now, Budenheiser, the coach, Coach Budenheiser, you know, he used to be with the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. And uh, 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 Milwaukee gave him a better deal, which I don't blame him. But he had won 50 games here in Atlanta. Yeah. And, you know, so he's a very good coach. He's already won the NBA title. Um, so uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how he maneuvers this without his big man, you know. Um, yeah. Anytime I see stuff like this, 
And you know for a fact, and anybody that knows me knows I'm not a Bill Belichick fan by no stretch of the imagination, but I am a man that gives anybody credit where credit is due. And you have to give credit when he, he does not let injuries keep him away from what he's trying to accomplish. And yeah. I love that. I love that about him. That means he's having intense practices. That means your second, third, and fourth string has to know what the first string is doing at your position. Pay attention in practice. Yeah. yeah. And, and it shows. So every time I see something like that happen, what's happening to Bootenhauser, I want to see how you come, you know, how do you come back? What do you do? You have to make some adjustments. There's no way around it. Yeah. You, you, you're just going to have to make some adjustments. And like you said, yeah. like you just said it, they're going to have to get better play out of Drew Holiday. Yeah. They're going to have to get better play out of him. They're going to have to yeah. ask him to do more. You know, they're going to have to ask him to do more. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I know he's up for the challenge, but but it's a wait and see. Let's see. You know, yeah. you're going to come to the statement. You're going to have to do more. You're going to have to do you know, more double coverage, more this, that, and the other. Uh, we, we need you now, more than we needed yeah. you before he got hurt. Now, I don't know the severity yeah. of his injury. I'm hoping that he comes back. Anytime, anytime an athlete has something that goes on on his back, man, it's just not the best. It's not good. I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just going over the years and years and years I've seen sports, man. Even if you don't even play a sport, when somebody starts talking about their back, you start walking slow, you start bending over, you start doing things you don't normally do because you're trying to get out of that pain. And um, I just hope that he, uh, you know, I hope that he comes around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think? Because he had a he had a lower back contusion, and he wow. collided with another player. I forgot who it was, and he ended yeah. up um, charged, and then he ended up when he went up for a dunk, he ended up falling on his back, and obviously, right. you know, this happened, ended up getting a lower back contusion. I mean, you saw it instantly. You know that Giannis was in a lot of pain, and he was not able to continue to go. Uh, so mm-hmm. a little bit after that, that's when he was right. able to uh, go to the back and they ruled him out for the game. He got the, you know, the treatment that he needed, everything like that. So now when you look at, okay, the Bucks, like I said, you, you know, need more play out of Drew Holiday, especially because then bringing him uh, to Milwaukee, he was a big part of that championship year in 2021, uh, but they, they brought him to Milwaukee to be added with, Giannis and Chris Middleton to make that big three. Giannis, right. obviously, best player on the team. Chris Middleton is a great, great – I mean, I wouldn't even say he's a role player, but, I mean, at times, I mean, he's really just good. So he, he can take over a game himself a lot of the time. He's really, really right. good at that. And right. when, Giannis need, when Giannis needs somebody else to be like, okay, you know, I'm, they kind of double-teaming me. They're, you know, doing a lot to me. I can't go and run and dunk how, how I normally do that's when they got the spacing there for Drew Holiday and Chris Milton. And now with Giannis out, they're going to need way more out of Drew Holiday. They're going to, like I said, they're going to ask him to do more, take on a bigger role. And this is a, this is where your bench also comes in. And, and bench in the playoffs and having depth is a big part of being able to win games because when your starters are out, and I know this is a big, big issue with the Hawks, I mean, when Trey Young is out, a lot of the times we do not look like the same team that we did when he was in the game. And that's, that's, that, happens, that happens a lot of time in the playoffs when obviously you're not playing everybody who played in the regular season. There's a lot of, there's a lot of guys in the playoffs that don't, don't see the court at all uh, because in the playoffs it's crunch time. You're playing, you're playing everybody who you know can be a difference maker and everybody who you know that's going to go out there and give it their, 100, their all, their 100%. Uh, in the regular season, low management, playing some players just so they can get out, get a taste of uh, the NBA and, you know, play and everything, see what they can do, see if they can have a bigger role. But in the playoffs, that's when you know, okay, who's all playing, who's going to be on this playing sheet, who's going to be in the coach's mind, and, you know, who's going to be out there during during the course of the game. Uh, but this, like I said, this is when your bench comes in because now Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday 
definitely are going to have to play more minutes. Uh, they're definitely yeah. going to have to play more minutes because yeah. of Giannis being out. So when you put a Jay Crowder in, or when you put Bobby Portis in, a uh, Jalen Carter in, when you put Joe Ingles in, these guys got to give you something. They're going to have to give you something uh, because you can't play Chris Middleton for 42 minutes. You can't play Drew Holiday for 42 minutes because they're going to be gassed out and they're not going to be ready for the next game. They need to they need to get their rest. They need to get their time to regenerate and recoup and go out there and be able to perform the best that they can. So, like I said, bench and depth is a big part of being able to win a title. Uh, and I think I think the Milwaukee Bucks have that depth uh, and they have that, that bench. It's just in terms of can they go out there and do and do it with Giannis being out. Uh, that I think that's that's the big question because it's a it's a big part of their team and a big part of their identity that that's gone. So, Amen. That's good stuff. Look at this. Why don't we take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more NBA. But draft is coming up next week. Um, we'll close out with NFL uh, sports news and updates. You know, some fun stuff and see where we go from there. This is Sports Talk Atlanta on the Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network and radio. We'll be right back. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us live weekdays at 7 p.m. and on-site at Hills Barbershop on Fridays at 5 p.m. We make it easy to talk sports. And we're back. This is Sports Talk Atlanta on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network and Radio, man. Right here at Never Had It So Good Radio, we talk sports. We love to talk sports on all of our shows here on Never Had It So Good Radio. So if you're a listener, you might want to listen to more shows here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network and Radio. This is Sports Talk Atlanta, and we were talking briefly about the NBA playoffs before we went to a break. We've had a great show tonight, so we're going to we have about, uh, I would say, about 14 minutes left on the show. And, Jamel, again, I'm going to just briefly say, uh, it looks like that this year Golden State won't repeat. I don't have a crystal ball. Don't quote me. But from the way it looks right now, and, 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 and again, I can't say it enough, I, Travis McGee, I like to see odd teams come up, man. You know, I want to see the Jets come up. In the NFL, I want to see Detroit come up. India has already come up in the NFL. But uh, for Sacramento, back to the NBA, for them to make the playoffs after 17 years, big wow, big wow. Now that they're winning in the playoffs, I mean, we're talking now super wow. Miami's up. Uh, 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 you, you know, I like I like to see difference makers. It, it, it's good for the program. It's good for the morale. It's just good all the way around. When and it makes good for the league. People want to. People are interested. They want to see it. And and I think yeah. um, I think this year is going to be another great one, man. Um, you know, people want to. You know, the boys want to get together and go hang out at the bar. You know, for a couple of games, man. Shoot the uh, shoot the breeze and whatnot, and let your hair down, all that good stuff, man. It's good. It's it's good. Good, all the way around, all the way around. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, look at this. Again, uh, NFL draft is coming up next week, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting because Jalen Hurts just got paid. Just got paid, man, well over $200 million. Um, his agent really did some hard work. Jalen earned that. Um, 18 years old, went to the University of Alabama, won a national championship. Uh, they said he couldn't do this and do that. Uh, he gets transferred to Oklahoma. Um, you know, it wasn't. I, I don't think that Alabama wasn't willing to work with him. You know, on his quarterback skills, could he have used more quarterback skills? Yep. They won the national championship. 
Check that out. They win the national championship at Alabama, and the quarterback needs more quarterback skills. Yeah. <laughs> Only in America. That just, that just tells you how good Alabama is, just, just there. It just tells you how good they are. Right, right, the program, exactly. But at, at, at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm just talking about the, 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 the road for Jalen Hurts because he, he deserves every dollar that he's getting. Um, you, know, he, you know, he worked hard for this. He worked hard. And, and shout out he to really Jalen and the, and the Hurts family. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts worked really, really hard. I've been a, I've been a Jalen Hurts fan since he got to Alabama. Before he was even a starting quarterback. I mean, I seen some of his high school highlights. I was, I mean, I really, really like this guy. Um, and yeah. obviously, became a starting quarterback and led them to a national championship. And things happened how they happened. They won, but he ended yep. up going out of the game uh, because yep. Nick Saban thought at the time that Tua Tagovailoa, which he was more developed and he had a better arm than 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 Jalen Hurts. And he did it. And both were freshmen. Both were freshmen. Exactly. Both were freshmen. Both were freshmen, exactly. Um and and, and I mm-hmm. don't mean to cut you off, uh Jamel, but I just gotta see that say this. I don't mean please don't take this in, in any disrespectful way. But for a coach yeah. to see that and make the right decision and the decision was right after the game. You know where you yeah. say I made, or or we can stand out here and say, "Hey man, he made the right decision." For a coach to see that at that time with two freshmen, I mean, this man knows his job up and down, backwards and forwards. He knows it like the back of his hand. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a well seasoned coach. He's been he's seen everything. He's been in the NFL as well. He's been in college and the NFL. Right. He didn't have as much success as he did in the NFL than he did. Uh, did that, than he has uh, had in college, but he's seen so many young kids come through his program every year. I mean, he they have to recruit players, and they got to come, and he has to develop these players. Some of these players are developed more than others, and he knows which players have the talent, which players have the skill to go out there and give their all and win at the highest level that he wants to win. He wants to win at the highest level, and he does so almost every year. He's, he's competing every year, almost enough. Uh, almost in the college football hall of play, play, college football playoffs last year, but he's he's in there pretty much every year, so he knows what to expect and what to do. A lot of coaches in that situation, they probably would have kept Jalen Hurts out there. They probably would have trusted the process, trusted Jalen Hurts, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, Nick Saban knew, okay, Jalen Hurts probably isn't ready for this stage right now, probably isn't ready for this kind of atmosphere and this intensity. Let's try somebody else. Let's put somebody else in and see if they can give us a, a better look and make a difference for this game. And it worked. It worked. And Nick Saban, he's been wrong. He's been wrong, too. He's, he's definitely sure. been wrong putting players out there or playing players when they shouldn't play or something like that. He's definitely been wrong. I'm not saying that he has, but those experiences and those mistakes and everything like that have made it to where he knows and he knows the best course of action to go for in the middle of a game. I mean, that was the middle of a game when he did that, and they ended up winning. And if they lost, everybody would say, okay, well, why did Nick Saban, you know, take Jalen Hurts out? But they won, and it's because of Nick Saban's brilliance and trusting well, the process, trusting to what's talking about Lowe. Uh But like I said, I, I mean, I was a Jalen Hurts fan during then, and when he uh, he stayed with the team that year, that next year, when Tua was out, came in for an injured Tua in the in the championship game, ended up helping them win that game, and then he transfers to Oklahoma. And I was just I was just loved his story, his underdog story. He drafted in the second round. A lot of people were very weary of Jalen Hurst coming in. A lot of people were talking bad on him, talking down on him, saying that, you know, he didn't have what it took to be an NFL quarterback. And he had that first season in, in Philadelphia under Carson Wentz. Fortunately for him, he was able to get some experience in that year that Carson Wentz had a really, really rough year. Um, and he was able to get some experience that last game, get in there, get, get his feet wet. And then that next season, um, he was able to go out and play as a starting quarterback. And still, a lot of people were, were down him. And that, that season, they ended up getting the seventh seed, getting into the playoffs, lost to the Buccaneers in the first round. But it was a great teaching moment, a great learning moment for him. And all the great quarterbacks have those great 
learning moments early in their career where they're like, okay, I know what I need to do now to win that first game of the playoffs. I know what I need to do now to get to the championship. And he got to the championship. Obviously, they didn't win, but he got to the, the NFL championship, his third season in the league. A lot of players do not do that early on in their career. He really, really deserved that and deserved, he deserved everything that comes his way, and I'm so happy for him because I've been rooting for him for so long when a lot of people were just counting him out, saying that, you know, didn't believe in him, saying that he didn't have what it took. And I'm just so happy that he's able to now finally say, I got paid because I did my job, and I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the league now. Amen. It went and, – and the shield, that's what I like about sports, man. The shield is just unbelievable, man. We went from Deshaun Watson was set, setting the pace to I, to to Jalen Hurts, you might as well say, because now yeah. it's like I want Jalen Hurts money. <laughs> yeah. At first, I was I want Deshaun Watson money. <laughs> now it's, I want Jalen Hurts money. Don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson is still sitting out there, which is a real yeah, I, I, I mean when I when I heard the news, I was like, oh, my God, I wish I could see Lamar's face right now. I really wish I could see his face. Say that again. I'm sorry. I, I said, I mean, when I heard the news of Jalen Hurts, the, the contract Jalen Hurts signed, I was like, I was just saying, like, I really wish I could see Lamar's face right now and just just get his reaction. I wish somebody with cameras recording right. him and getting his because I'm just like, I, I got to understand what, what he, uh, where he's coming from right now. Hey, man. Lamar did what Lamar think is best, and Lamar's doing, you know, uh, he just has to continue to be strong, man. Um, and, I mean, the, the, the Ravens do have Odell now, too, so that's an extra incentive for him maybe to come back because we know yeah. that the Ravens have not been, that, I mean, on top of not paying him, they have not got him in free agency or in trade. They just haven't got him somebody to throw to. They've been getting Sammy Watkins, getting, you know, drafting younger guys and trying to get people to maybe be the maybe be the guy, but maybe they don't want to pay them the money to be the guy. Uh, obviously, Mark Andrews is a reliable tight end, so he has that. But, when, I mean, when Mark Andrews is double team, triple team, where he's going to throw to? You know, he hasn't really been able to throw that much. Uh, I mean, right. he, he has a really good arm, and we've seen that, but he right. hasn't had a lot of targets to be able to throw in. I think him – having the seasons that he's had and having the success that he's had in the NFL is even more, uh, I think I think it's even more astounding because he hasn't had those targets to throw to that Pastor Mahomes has had to throw to, like Tyreek Hill, that Tua Tungavaloa has had to throw to, that Joe Burrow right. has had to throw to. He had right. um, in, in, out on his team. And so his accomplishments are that more momentous because he's throwing to, you know, a bunch of players who – probably on another team would be the third, fourth guy uh, to, to go to. So that, Lamar Jackson, should probably be the highest paid in the league. I'm not saying that. I feel like uh, there's, you know, got Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, both who have been to the Super Bowl. Um, and obviously, Jalen Hurst now has been to the Super Bowl. But Lamar Jackson should be among those names of the high, the, the top paid players or the top paid quarterbacks in the league because he has proven that he can play at the highest level and that he can get the team to the playoffs consistently um, and yep. give him, you know, get, get him a guy, get him a receiver, and, you know, who, know, who knows where he might go from there. They might end up in the Super Bowl. They're going to end up winning that division. Um, and they, they might end up in the AFC Conference Championship, like I said, the Super Bowl. So they have Odell Beckham now. We're going to see how that, how that fares out and if he's able to, if that's enough for him to come back. Uh, but, you know, it, it's going to, I think we just got to play about here now and see, see how it goes. Amen. Simply put, you go out and get Odell Beckham, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I don't know with sports, man, sometimes you just have to deal with common sense. If you go get a big-time receiver like that that was on a Super Bowl-winning team, you got to get the ball to him. Yeah. Who's going to get the ball to him? Your yeah. star quarterback is sitting out there wanting money, man. Come on, man. Come on, Raven. I mean, it's a common sense thing. 
You can't help but, you know, the way he's doing it. You want to win. See, I, when I look at anything, man, I want to win. I want to win at all costs. I'm not going to cheat the game. I want to win, though. And if you want to win, now, some of, we got about a minute to go, but some of, some of it's on Lamar. $133 million signing bonus, $133 million over four years. And then, and then, and then, this is my favorite one right here. In the year 2025, you get a $25 million roster bonus. Yeah. Lord. Oh, my God, man. Do you know what we could do with $25 million? <laughs> to be on the roster? Oh, my God, Camille. Yeah. That is Unreal. I, I don't know. I don't know which one I like the most: the hundred and thirty-three million dollar signing bonus, or the twenty-five million dollar roster bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, man. Good lord. Let's yeah. <laughs> It is what it is, man. Hey, Jamel, man, I want to thank you for your time, man, for being a great uh, co-host tonight. Uh, this has been a great show, man. Again, I want to say a shout-out to Miss Sierra Hereford. Uh, she was in an automobile accident on the, on the campus of Clark Island University yesterday. Uh, she is at home. She's safe, and she's resting, and she's recovering. So I want to let all of our listeners know, if you could send a prayer up for Miss Sierra Hereford, it would be greatly appreciated. I want to thank all of our people here at Sports Talk Atlanta and Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We've had a great show, and I want everybody, everybody to be safe and keep balling.